Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ringside Heat on News Talk Saga 960 AM. I'm your host, Lex Tan, and if you want to reach the show, you can contact us and follow us on social media at ringside underscore heat, or you can reach me directly at Lex Tan Media. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Our premiere episode. On this, our very first episode, we'll chat with WWE referee of over 20 years, Toronto's own Jimmy Corderas, and in the Ringside Heat Roundtable, the crew will talk about the latest developments in the industry. This and more on Ringside Heat, News Talk, Saga 960 AM. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to Ringside Heat on News Talk, Saga 960 AM. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Lex Tan. Normally you hear me on this station, weekdays anchoring midday news updates. I'm an actor, a musician, a little bit of everything, but of course, a wrestling fan who got the business flowing in my blood now for many years. We're here to talk about one of the most popular genres of entertainment throughout the world, and particularly in this city. We'll talk about the big promotions, but we want to also give love to this, our home market. If you're already a fan, you know we live in one of the best markets for wrestling in Canada and in North America. We have such a rich history with so many of the greats coming from here, so many of the greats coming through here. No doubt in my mind that the GTA and Southern Ontario's history, along with the past and current crop of wrestlers and promotions, but also the musicians, the collectors, the podcasters, fans from every walk of life, we make up one of the greatest wrestling towns in the entire world. And that's something that we'll celebrate in this segment we'll call, well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, brother. There's a question you'll get asked if you're a wrestling fan. And if you're not, you probably have asked this. Why? Why do you love wrestling? Why do you follow it? Why didn't you outgrow it? And if they're trolls, they'll ask you this most annoying question. Why don't you know? Why don't you see? Why don't you care? It's F-word. No, 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 not that F-word. That very, very sensitive word that a young Dewey the Pebble Johnson punched a kid in the face for in high school. Well, at least according to the new TV show created by the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. And... You may have even been told that by the people closest to you, that they don't like wrestling, and they may even laugh at you, or even try to discourage you from it. But it doesn't matter what they think. And you don't care if they don't get it. You don't care when someone minimizes the WWE or AEW or Impact World Championship, calling it a glorified employee of the month badge. You understand these men, these women struggle to learn how to wrestle safely, take hits, take bumps, performing for 10 people at the CNE, do job after job after job, lather, rinse, repeat in the hopes that one day they'll hold up one of the greatest prizes in the industry or wrestle a match on the big stage 
and have it called one of the greatest matches of all time. Catholic Saint St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, his personal motto in Latin is Cor ad cor loquitur. Heart speaks unto heart. Maybe you were like a young Adam Edge Copeland who was mesmerized by seeing Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior wrestle for the WWF Championship in the brand new Skydome. Maybe you shed tears when that same boy, after growing up to have one of the greatest careers ever, announced he had to prematurely retire because of his neck injury. Then nearly 10 years later, cried out of joy when you heard his music hit, felt that epic fan pop, and saw Edge's face nearly bursting into tears before he composed himself, posed for his pyro, and delivered his first spears in a decade. You may have even been outraged when a certain referee called for the bell in the building now known as the Bell Center, while Bret Hart wasn't tapping out to his own sharpshooter. And as a result, you fervently chanted, you screwed Bret, no matter what company he worked for. And you may have felt immense pride seeing our very own Trish Stratus wrestle her final match as a full-time wrestler, defeating her rival Lita, and seeing Trish end her career as women's champion, remembering that when she started out, she was Vince McMahon's storyline mistress barking like a dog and diligently worked her way up to become one of the greatest women to ever lace up a pair of boots. Heart speaks onto heart. And because heart speaks to heart so well in pro wrestling, we'll get mad. We'll complain. We'll get disillusioned or burnt out when things aren't going well in the thing that provides us a little escape from our mad, 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 mad world. But to steal a line from Vince McMahon, wrestling is part rock concert, theater, soap opera, pyrotechnic extravaganza, and athleticism. And somehow, it all comes together in this wild, chaotic, heart-thumping bizarro of an alternate universe that we gladly come back to over and over again. How do you explain why you love wrestling? I got three words for you. Wrestling is art. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Time to take a break. When we come back, a man who has seen it all and gladly tells his story, Toronto's very own Jimmy Corderas. But we return with more Ringside Heat on Saga 960 AM. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to Ringside Heat on Newstalk Saga 960 AM. I'm your host, Lex Tan, and I've got a great treat for you right here. For our first guest on Ringside Heat, one of my favorite people in the wrestling business. He's been a WWE ref for more than 20 plus years. He's refereed some of the biggest matches of all time, including a match by two of the greatest champions to ever set foot in a WWE ring, or any wrestling ring for that matter, The Undertaker and Edge at WrestleMania 24. Started from the bottom, now he's here, and he did it by paying his dues, by driving around superstars, setting up the ring, tearing down the ring, up on stage and everything, learn from some of the greatest minds and personalities in the business. You can find him on twitter.com slash Jimmy Corderas, on Instagram at real Jimmy Corderas. You can buy some of his merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash Jimmy the Ref, and make sure you tune in for his ref and rants on his social media, the one and only Jimmy Corderas. How you doing, sir? Great, Lex. Thank you. This is an honor for me, actually, to be the, the, your first guest. That's kind of cool. That's a cool recognition, and I appreciate you thinking of me. That's awesome. 
I appreciate you taking the time and uh, being on the show here today. It's uh, mm-hmm. a great honor for me as well, since you're one of the reasons why my wrestling fandom grew the way it did because you did your job just so well and uh, you made it so that the superstars could shine and but the match itself and wrestling itself could shine by just doing exactly what you do. So thank you very much for helping to inspire that inside me. Well, I appreciate that very much because uh, the one thing that I did learn over the years is the referee's job is not to be a focal point. The, The referee's job is to help the talent and the superstars tell their story in the ring. You're there to help them facilitate it. You know what I mean? And and not be a distraction mm-hmm. or noticeable or be part of the story, unless obviously if there's a part in the, uh, the match that calls you to be a part of the story or be involved. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're kind of invisible, but still visible without being a distraction. So one of the things I did to prepare for this is to reread your book, The Three Count, My Life in Stripes as a WWE Referee. It's a great read. Y'all should go get it. It's on Amazon or Kindle. And you mentioned that you worked with the Tunnies, and it was not the tail end of the territorial system, but when Vincent already struck a deal with the Tunnies and everything. So how was that, starting off from those really early days of what grew to be the biggest thing in professional wrestling? It was very interesting because it was such a closed circle back then. Everybody was like so tight not to let the secrets out and not to, you know what I mean? It's not like it is today where you have Mm -hmm. all the, the wrestling websites out there and all that kind of stuff. There was basically one website out there that you had to subscribe to. I I don't want to give a free plug to them, but uh, they know who they are. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it, it was, it was such a guarded secret. Everybody kind of had their suspicions that pro wrestling uh, may have been a predetermined outcome, let's just say that. But at the same time, it wasn't like common knowledge that everybody knew exactly how it worked. Now it's a little more out there. People kind of get an idea and they understand that it's uh, as athletic as it is and as athletic as the talent is, it is entertainment first. And I think that's the biggest thing from those days to today that, that has changed. That is, uh, And also the information is easier to access nowadays, too. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and do you think that uh, understanding and the, and the pulling back of the curtain was a positive overall for the business as you've seen it over your years? Well, I, I see it as a, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You know, it's, it's kind of like um, if I could compare it to a magician, for exa- example, or an illusionist. You, you know it's an illusion. You know there's an, it's not really magic. You'd love to know how it was done, but some of the fun is not knowing how it's done. It, you know, it, it, it's it's trying to figure it out without saying, yeah, I saw how he did that. Oh. And then then once you find out how it's done, it, it loses its cachet. It, 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 I'd rather mm-hmm. uh, fans sit back and not try to break it down and, and try to analyze it from, a, oh, I see how that is done. I see how that is done. And just kind of sit back and be a fan. It, it, you know what I mean? As, as opposed to being a critic. And it's an interesting thing because uh, when I learned that uh, the uh, how the business worked and everything, because I was a theater student at the time, it made me actually appreciate the business a lot more. The amount of work that goes into it from the lights, the pyro, uh, every single little thing, and also how to improv when every single little thing doesn't go the, same, the way that you expect it to. Uh-huh. What is one of the most hilarious things that uh, has got, that has gone quote unquote wrong uh, in years that you haven't really talked about, oh. but, but, but like worked out just fine. I, I have talked about this, but not a whole lot. There was a, uh, one thing that stands out for me was in Montreal, they, um, they brought in a young local guy uh, who was a nephew of, uh, uh, of Joe LaDuke, Carl LaDuke. 
and uh, they had him right. wrestle uh, JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield, uh, in the opening match. And, oh yes, and they wanted the young guy to to go over, and uh, John was fine with that. You know, he, he's a businessman; he he doesn't mind doing business the right way. And they just wanted to do something simple because he, he, the the poor, the poor young guy didn't have a lot of experience. So you know, it was basically we're in the locker room. I had I had the pleasure of uh, uh, of being there when they were talking it over, and. Uh, he says, we'll just do it simple. We'll keep it simple. We'll do some light little things. We'll go about five minutes. And then you roll me up with a small package. John says to the guy, and, he, and he's like, well, I'm not sure I know how to do that. He says, so he calls me over. He goes, Jimmy, come here. He says, roll me up in a small package. So I rolled him up in a small, I, I over the years, uh, you know, I'd been, I'd been like 15 years in by now or 13 or whatever it was. Uh, I knew how to do some mm. the simple basic moves. And so there we are in a locker room and I'm rolling up Bradshaw and I'm holding him in a small package and he's talking to this kid and, they got out there and it was just a mess. So the next night in, um, we, we were in Ottawa. So they had the, the young guy, Carl, work with Owen Hart. Okay. Figuring, yes. you know, Owen would be, mm-hmm. okay. But Owen is a little bit of a prankster, a practical joker. So they told Owen, whatever yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> whatever you do, don't have this young guy run the ropes. Don't shoot him into the ropes because he doesn't hit the ropes well and, and, and that sort of stuff. So what does he do? They lock up and the first thing that Owen says to the guy, okay, shoot me into the ropes and crisscross. And, and yes, my yes, goodness, yes. if you to see, I, I, I can't describe how ridiculously funny it looked. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, that, that's a, little things that can go wrong, but those are some of the more fun things. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. And one thing I really enjoyed about reading your autobiography and understanding your mindset, that you're one of the people in the industry that looks at the bright side of the business and you want to keep things on the up and up and you look on the positive side and everything, which I really admire. And I'd like to get your thoughts on the way that the business has changed, as you said, in the early days of your career, being really insular mm-hmm. and kind of a closed circle kind of thing, seeing how things went through the Monday Night Wars and how bitter things were up to the day where you have Stone Cold Steve Austin and his Broken Skull Sessions hosting Chris Jericho and them actually talking about AEW and their roster. How do you find the business developing in that sort of way? I think you've described it pretty good. I, I mean, like back when I first started, you, like I said, it was kind of like a closed circle with very few people allowed into the circle. And the information was limited that was released out there. And I think at times, I don't want to say for sure, like I knew for sure, but I think some of the information was released intentionally to try and get a small group of people talking, like the the really diehard hardcore fans. And as the audience began to grow and more casual fans started to pay attention, you know, with the advent of... uh, of Monday Night Raw, and then the you know WCW gaining so much momentum, and the and the Monday Night Wars ramping things up, the Attitude Era, things started changing, and then I think a lot of that had to do with uh, actually the internet. The internet helped the business grow even more. You know, obviously years later, YouTube mm-hmm. became a factor. Websites now the WWE has WWE.com, WCW.com, ECW comes along and adds another different flavor to it, and everybody's kind of competing without really competing all they want to do is succeed uh you know what i mean and again uh, as time grows like to today like it's so accessible now it's so easily accessible online that's the biggest difference so when Mm -hmm. people start to see i'm i'm not big into the ratings you know what i mean obviously back when we were competing with wcw i say we because i was at wwe at the time 
you know, we watch the ratings and we, you know, the 83 weeks and the whole bit, you know what I mean? And what's going on. But nowadays it's a little different because the product is consumed differently. If I don't catch it live on a Monday night, I can go Tuesday morning and pull it up like that. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is people, a lot of the fans, not a lot, but there is a portion of the audience out there that's not watching it live anymore. They're watching it at their mm-hmm. convenience. And I don't know if those numbers are being counted, but uh, uh, that's the biggest change is people are starting to watch it more at their convenience as opposed to, okay, Monday nights at eight o'clock, I'm about to be parked in front of my TV so I can watch it. You know, Friday nights, I got to be parked at, at eight o'clock so I can watch SmackDown. Wednesday nights, I got to watch AEW. At, you know what I mean? So now it's, it's fun to watch it live, but at the same time, it's not as urgent anymore. And uh, going back to what you said about everybody these days just wanting to succeed, it's not about uh, taking over and running somebody out of business anymore. And now we have on TV wrestling at the very least five days a week with WWE Raw, NXT, AEW, Impact, and SmackDown. Do you ever worry that it's saturating the market? Uh, These days, yeah. Like you mentioned, it's at least five days a week and all the stuff that's available on YouTube and, and online and stuff like that. And you even uh, let's not leave out ROH, who, who has syndicated television as well on the weekends, which we can watch. Right. So, and and then you got to add in the pay per views that are that are on the weekends, and that just adds. And let, let, let's be honest, I, I, I'm I'm a I'm a hockey fan, I'm a Leaf fan, but could I watch the Leafs every night? Um, back when I was younger, mm-hmm. yes, but nowadays, you know, my interests grow. I have other interests outside of professional wrestling. Even when I was working with WWE mm-hmm. at the time, you know, as as. Uh, you know, the travel schedule was crazy back in the day. You know, you mm-hmm. uh, let me put it to you this way. Being on, the, being on the SmackDown team, I would leave home usually on a Friday morning and I would mm-hmm. come home Wednesday morning. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, I'd be home for uh, basically a day and a half, m- maybe two days. And my poor wife would have to put up with me for those two days and then <laughs> take me to the airport. And uh, it's, uh, it, it was off again. So, it, you know, those, so, uh, I'm trying to compare life on the road to, but this is different. You're at home, you're getting to choose, pick and choose what you want to watch. But if you're a diehard wrestling fan who likes it all, it's kind of hard to take mm-hmm. it all in. And again, too much of any a good thing, it can be too much. And I, I'm feeling we're getting to that mm-hmm. point right now where there's just too much wrestling content on television. I wish they could. it was more spaced out. But there's only seven days in mm-hmm. a week and, and you're taking up five or six of them already. And as you just mentioned, you were being on the road as a referee. You go leave for SmackDown on the Friday. You get home on the Wednesday. Being that the pandemic has made the product stationary, would you have liked the whole staying in one place where you know you could go to work every single day at the Thunderdome? Or would you rather be on the road? That, see, that's a tough one. Right now, I would rather be in the one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that, that, that's me now at, at my current uh, age. You know, as a youngster traveling and doing that stuff is kind of cool because you get to see all these different places. You get to experience all these different things. And, you know, you have your traveling partners like like for myself for a long time there. It was myself, ring announcer Tony Chimmel. We were both on the ring oh, yes. back in the, the day as well as, you know, I refereed. He was ring announcer, but we were both on the ring crew and the athletic trainer, Larry Heck. It was like we were the car and Kyoto would mm-hmm. ride with us sometimes, you know, and, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. so th- there was this camaraderie and you call it a brotherhood and it basically was, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, 
nowadays it'd be a little bit different. I, I kind of envy the fact that the, the guys get to stay in one place. They're in Florida. They're pretty much based there. Uh, the only thing that's sad is not having, I know at Daly's place, they allow some people in live uh, a limited amount, which adds because you get that live mm-hmm. reaction and feedback from the crowd. That's the only thing I think was missing. Like we saw it at WrestleMania this year where they allowed the live crowd. So we got that live instant feedback, but then, the night after WrestleMania, it was back to the Thunderdome with the video screens and the piped-in sounds. It would. That's why I like NXT better. And NXT does have a live feel to it. You have some audience responding. And that's what this business is predicated on. That's right. It's predicated on that live reaction that you get from your audience. Whether it's positive, whether it's negative, they cheer, they boo, whatever. You get that live feedback and reaction. And that's how you judge whether you're doing your job correctly. So, so mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing that's missing for me right now is having that live audience. But to your original question, would I like to go back on the road the way it was currently today? No, I need to, I need to make <laughs> up, a, I need to wake up for lost time with the missus. There's one thing that they, they might be able to convince me to do is to maybe go down to Orlando and help, uh, help, um, uh, for lack of a better term, teach uh, the young crop of referees uh, and, and kind of mentor them the way I was mentored. You know what I mean? And, and kind of pass along some of the stuff that I learned from some of the greats. The greats like Bobby the Brain, Gorilla Monsoon, of course, Vince McMahon himself who called you pal, which is a great thing. <laughs> uh, what's, yeah. the, what's, what's the greatest uh, lesson that you've ever learned from anybody uh, in the business? Oh, my goodness. Uh, um, that, uh, Bobby Heenan was the one who told me you never stop learning. Never think you mm-hmm. know it all. You will always continue to learn. And uh, the second greatest piece of advice actually came from, uh, I want to say it was David Hebner, who said, just remember when you're out there, it's not about you. It's about the talent. So you're not out there to get yourself over. You're out there to help the match get over. And I was like, yeah, right. that sounds right. And then there was the, the one time and, we were uh, driving to Brantford, Ontario for a TV taping. And in the van, I had all the announcers. There was, there was uh, Bruno Sammartino, Bobby Heenan. There was Mr. Fuji. There was Gorilla Monsoon. There's, I mean, like, and, and, and I'm in this minibus driving them all to Brantford back in the day. And, and they were chatting away. And uh, Bruno pipes up and just says, <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's like, he's like, hey, kid, kid, what's your name again? I said, uh, Jim. He says, uh, Jim. How long have you been working for Jack? I said, oh, just a couple of months. He says, oh, that's all. He says, would you like some advice? I said, yes, sir. He says, get out. I said, pardon me? He says, get out of the business before, you know, you, it gets in your blood because once it's in your blood, you're hooked. And, you know, mm-hmm. then, you know, there's Bobby going, ah, oh, come on, Bruno, leave the kid alone. Uh, let, let him do his stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and he, but he was right. Once, once, once you get infected with this, this industry, this business, man, and once it gets in your blood, oh, man, mm-hmm. it, it, it is infectious. It's awesome. Got to ask you, what do you think about them least this year? Uh, they're looking good, but it's, it's tough to judge. Again, here we are in this because of the pandemic. They're playing only the Canadian teams. We don't get to see them play against the other U.S. teams, so it's going to be difficult to judge. But you know what? I will take it. As long as we don't get uh, an mm-hmm. errant high stick from a Gretzky to, uh, to a Gilmore, that doesn't get noticed by Kerry Frazier. Yeah. Of course, I had to take the cheap referee shot in there too, you know, the blind referee thing. <laughs> well, well, you know, Kerry Frazier, he did prevent the last possible Toronto versus Montreal Stanley Cup final from happening. Yes. And that is a sore spot for me myself as well, because like, you know, the, uh, because I may have may have been a little bit young to appreciate it fully, but at the same time, looking at it from a historical perspective, my 
God, would that have been an epic Stanley Cup final to end that era? Yeah, I don't have a personal issue with Kerry Frazier, but I can never forgive him for that moment. How crazy is it to see that the old barn of Maple Leaf Gardens where you did that, where, where you got your career started, it's still oh it's goodness. still up and everything, a new arenas and everything. But you could, but instead of like buying hot dogs at the at, at the at the concession stand, you're getting hot dogs from a freezer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You know what? It, it was cool because as a fan. I attended, uh, I basically went to the wrestling office, uh, the Tunney office and talked to Norm Kimber who worked in the office and got what was the equivalent of uh, season tickets. So I had the same tickets because oh, wow. they ran every three weeks. Okay, round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At the gardens. Mm -hmm. So I had the same ticket. It was two tickets. Second row ringside right beside that ramp that used to go from the uh, from the um, uh, dressing room to the to the ring that was level with the ring. And I would take pictures there. And it was the greatest thing ever. What is the advice that you want to give to somebody that maybe coming into the industry for the first time or even experiencing the, uh, uh, the world of wrestling for the first time? Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, as a fan or as someone who wants to get into the business? As, as both a fan and as somebody who wants to get into the business. As a fan, just keep an open mind. Yes, I know that there's these uh, misconceptions or, or pre, pre, predetermined uh, notions of what pro wrestling is. It is entertainment. It is there to entertain. It is, it is there to, to have fun with. It's, it's not like I, I, I tune in and watch um, uh, Law & Order SVU and say, well, that can't happen in real life or something like that, or that's not really happening or something like that. It's the same thing as watching a television show. And if, for those who want to break into the business and want to learn the right way, there is a right way to learn. It, it is, please do not dismiss uh, what the veterans have to offer and the advice they have to offer. There seems to be, I, I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but um, yes, we want to evolve the business and, and, and make it grow and, and that, that's what there seems to be doing right now is, you know, there's old school, there's new school. To me, it should be a blend of both. You know, you can mesh the two mm -hmm. together to and and utilize what the what those that came before you learned and help maybe, you know, adjust it and, and, and turn it and, 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 and create something new, but using an old formula. Yeah, there is a way to do that instead of just saying, oh, that's the old way we used to do it. We don't do it like that anymore. And, and I think that that's one of the things I'm seeing with young wrestlers today is they think they need to do more to get noticed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't need to do more. You just have to get people invested in you. Um, I hate to use the term less is more. Uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, cliche. But at the same time, if the less you're doing is something that's engaging and gets people to notice you as opposed to doing, you know, 150 high spots and, and a twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash. And then uh, in the next minute, you make people forget about it by doing something just as spectacular. Like it's like going to a fireworks display and seeing a whole bunch of cool fireworks. Try to remember one. You can't because so many mm-hmm. different ones went off, you know, make moments special. Those are the ones that people remember the most. And on that note, thank you very much, Jimmy, for being here on Ringside Heat with me here on Saga 960 AM. Thank you so much for your time, sir. No, please. Thank you for having me. It's, it's actually an honor to be the first one on here. This is cool for me. And uh, keep up the good work. And uh, we will definitely do this again in the future. And uh, please tell my buddy Dave hello. That's Mr. Jimmy Corderas, WWE referee for over 20 years. You can buy his merch on ProWrestlingTees.com slash JimmyTheRef. Look out for his ref and rants on his Twitter and Instagram. And he's also the author of The Three count my life in stripes as a wwe referee it's available on amazon and you can get a physical copy or for the kindle it's a book you'll definitely want to pick up for an in-depth first person view of the business and uh the the person who got me to write that book uh, the missus my wife audra um she's talking to me she's who knows maybe in the future there is a part two to come or something a little bit different out there because i have been experimenting with cooking lately I don't know if you've noticed on some of my social media, I do a little thing, hashtag ref the chef kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a ref and and cookbook coming out soon. Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) I'm wide open to all kinds of suggestions. WWE did a cookbook back in the day. And uh, hey, I'm sure that your creations would be very delectable and I would be very honored to be able to try them one day. I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, you'll be my guinea pig. Yes, definitely. And uh, don't worry, I got some space in here, my friend. I got some space for you. Awesome. Coming up at the break, we'll bring in the roundtable as Ringside Heat continues on News Talk Saga 960 AM. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to Ringside Heat on News Talk Saga 960 AM. I'm Lex Tan, and we've got a roundtable discussion lined up here for you. First off, we have... Mark Farinas, he's been a wrestling fan since the start of the Attitude Era. His favorite factions were the NWO, the Main Event Mafia, and the Bullet Club. His favorite wrestler is Edge, the Rated R Superstar, a full-time cable technician by day, wrestling fan, and gamer by night. You can also find him on twitch.tv at mkd underscore ce04. You can call him mkd. Mark Farinas, how you doing, my buddy? Hey, how's it going, Lex? How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. Just uh, really excited to be uh, doing this show with you today. Splendid. Next we have, we've got Colin with one L, Dodge, relocated Torontonian, living in Nova Scotia, a 30-year wrestling fan who is just as fascinated by the business as he was when The Undertaker first appeared in 1990. He's also responsible for the graphics you see on our social media, so thank you very much for that, Colin. Let's give him a chance, and he won't stop talking. Colin, how are you? I'm happy to help. Good to see you. Good to see everybody. John Dawson, a professional musician, composer, and educator. He has performed across Canada, and his compositions have been published nationally on multiple occasions in several resources. A lifelong wrestling fan since the early days of the rock and wrestling era, but after a brief hiatus, he rediscovered it again in the Attitude Era. Hasn't looked back since. He also wrote our theme music, so John, thank you very much, and welcome to the show. 
Uh, thanks, Lex. Great to be here. Hey, guys. And Jose Tabuada, he is currently working in sports journalism. He has been a wrestling fan since 2001, currently hosts a podcast that he created in college called Under the Middle Rope, and you can find that on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Jose, welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I am doing just fine. I'm excited to be talking with wrestling with you guys. And last but not least, we have Chico Nugid. Over 30 years of pro wrestling fandom, he still says his prayers and takes his vitamins. He's curated what he deems to be a modest collection of wrestling action figures, but uh, nearly a thousand figures. Would you consider that modest, Chico? I don't know, brother. It's a lot. But uh, whatever the case, whatever you want to call it. It's a collection and I love it. And I love being here today with all of you boys. And thanks so much for having me. So once again, thank you guys for being on the show here. And we're going to go around the horn again. And I'd like you guys to give your best and worst of the week. So if you wanted to give your best of the week to say, just bring it. And if it's the worst of the week, then lay the smack down on it. So let's start with you, Mark. What was something you would say, just bring it. The other one to lay the smack down on. All right. So my just bring it of the week, it's going to date back to what happened on Sunday night, which was on Impact Rebellion. I'm not just going to talk about the match, the big match, Omega versus Swan. I'm actually talking about Mr. Mauro Ranallo. Oh, yes. What a, what a gentleman and like what a great sight to see, to hear his voice again, mm-hmm. to broadcast play-by-play uh, on Impact that night because, you know what, just hearing that guy's voice, uh, you know what, he brings the fan out of him. Latest SmackDown for me, though. I'm starting to get really tired with Matt Riddle or Riddle actually because mm. all of a sudden well when he came into the WWE when he came into the NXT like he was like this MMA he's coming from the MMA and uh showing off his talents of all that but now all of a sudden now Vince is putting in this guy his character is now like a 15 year old and a 15 year old now this guy almost forgot his lines and now he's like you know, just trying to act like, trying to act really, really silly. I'm like, I really liked him at first, but you know what? Now he's starting to grow stale on me. So that is my latest smackdown on him. Ah, uh, yes. The proverbial son of Rob Van Dam. Colin, what is your best and worst of the week? Just bring it and latest smackdown on something. For bring it, uh, honestly, Penta versus Orange Cassidy. That was mm. a fantastic match. I was hooked from beginning to end. Um, Penta has been a favorite for me from AEW when they started doing it. And uh, Orange Cassidy, I admit, I did not know pretty much anything about him until seeing him in AEW. And of course I went back and, and looked at everything. I, I love his entire gimmick. And um, yeah, so that match just had me um, from beginning to end um, for my latest SmackDown. Shockingly, I'm going to say Darby Allen, but not for what you might think. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that he's going to burn himself out. He's turning in great matches week to week. I'm reminded of Ricochet from WWE where he just is doing everything at 110%, but to me, there's no longevity. There's ways to pull off amazing matches without being insane all the time. John. I'm going to say just bring it just a little different than, than everybody. I got to be honest, WWE's most wanted treasures, Kane and Undertaker, was just so entertaining. Um, again, I'm a sucker for the Attitude Era. Also, um, my wife watched the whole thing with me. Oh, wow. And I thought, that's kind of cool. 
you know, that that was, I, it just really spoke to me that it, for sheer entertainment value, I thought that's pretty fun. My lay the SmackDown, I got to just say, um, Drew and Braun, just, I love Drew, but I'm just done with Braun. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know the guy could grind me into a fine powder if he wanted to, but uh, <laughs> I'm just, I don't, I, I don't. I just don't find it engaging and uh, yeah, meant nothing. So it would be safe to say that you wouldn't want to get those hands. Good heavens. <laughs> Good heavens. <laughs> yes, exactly. And now that we heard your voice, Jose, we want to get your uh, the best verse of the week. Just bring it and let us smack down something. Uh, well, latest smacking is what you just said. I'm kidding. Um, in terms, of, <laughs> in, in terms of, in terms of just bring it. Um, you know, I did have one thing, but I actually have to change my point because actually John just reminded me, so I'm going to change it up here. Um, I had to follow up on the on the A and E uh, stuff for my just bring it, and the Roddy Piper uh, documentary for me and E was absolutely spectacular. He was a big family guy, and uh, obviously, you know, the the business can get to you as well, which I thought they documented well. But um, just a great, just great storytelling. And A&E has been really good on that uh, for these past two so far. I know the Stone Cold one was great, but Piper was uh, really, really good. Like after watching that, I understand why Piper interfered in the street fight at WrestleMania 19 with Hogan and McMahon, given their history leading up to the first WrestleMania in 85. So I, I just appreciated that. And again, just great storytelling. Highly recommend it. Uh, for my latest SmackDown, um, it's from AEW, but again, not for the reason you would think. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, the the announcement of the IWGP US Championship match uh, on May 12th, uh, John Moxley versus uh, Yuji Nagata. I have no problems with the match. I think that's something that's very, very to look forward to. It's it's I think it's just how they announced it, which is a little frustrating, I guess, in my, in my opinion, because I know a lot of people hate WWE for just sprouting things on people and mm -hmm. AEW kind of did that and Nagata is not a guy that you just casually just drop hey in a graphic hey guys he's coming into AEW in two weeks he's a two-time IWGP champ uh two-time tag uh champ IWGP uh the 2001 G1 Climax winner a two-time New Japan Cup winner 2007 2011 the list goes on of his accolades and I kind of wish it was like maybe like a small video package or at least some sort of like a little build-up because next week is blood and guts uh, for mm -hmm. AEW, so I know we're just going to be heavy, heavy focus on that. Um, so it should it should be a fun match. I just wish that there was this was introduced in a better way for fans. I'm actually very encouraged to see A and E doing those documentaries again because they did a whole bunch of them in the early 2000s as well, which are really well done. And I'm glad that they're returning to that and keeping that tradition going. So Chico, what is your just bring it and what is your latest SmackDown? Now, you guys already jumped on the A&E bandwagon. Uh, I was going to pick the Piper documentary as well. I mean, it really was my highlight of the week. I guess another highlight I could mention is that um, I've been looking forward to uh, Kenny Omega uh, doing crossover stuff and, and bringing stuff together. So even if the match wasn't necessarily uh, a Meltzer five-star classic, uh, I think it was kind of cool that they went forward with it, uh, bringing the whole um, best belt collector side of Kenny Omega back to the forefront and with even more eyes on the product now than when it was uh, in New Japan days or the indie days. Lay the Smackdown, I would have to call out the Raw women's division. Uh, it's one of the worst things that I've seen in a long time. And the, uh, this is not a knock on the talent whatsoever. They have... A lot of talent, I would say, that would that would be good contributors. It's just creative doesn't have much for them. And now they got the women's champion on Raw, Rhea Ripley, 
who could have been a promising prospect um, debut as a bit of a heel, but act like a face at WrestleMania. And then she teamed up with the heels on Monday and she's been acting like a, I don't know where they're going with Rhea and which is a shame because she's such an amazing talent coming up from NXT. Yeah, it's definitely with Rhea is uh, she's one of the best talents that the WWE has right now. It's just a matter of how to use it and all of the rest of the talents that are kind of languishing in the, uh, I guess, this creative limbo that's that's going on right now. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. Kenny Omega's title win at Impact Rebellion. That's something that I would love to talk about. What is this going to mean for Kenny Omega, for AEW, for Impact, for the business on the whole? So anybody would like to start off with this, what does this mean? Go ahead, Colin. Um, well, you kind of just echoed one of the notes, uh, one of the points I had written down here. And this kind of thing automatically reminded me of the Hardy Boys going to promotion to promotion, collecting tag belts. Of course, capping it off at WrestleMania, yeah, the, but the expedition of gold, as they said, the expedition of gold, exactly. <laughs> and um, they were pretty much, to me, they were shining a light on companies that were unknown to the mainstream wrestling fans. Like there's wrestling fans that are wrestling fans of the industry that are looking up everything, paying attention to everything, and there's ones that really just know WWE and maybe now AEW, thanks to crossovers like Chris Jericho, for example. Um, but and so to me, Kenny is kind of doing that same thing now with his worldwide audience that he's now bringing to the mainstream. Um, so to me, taking it from the perspective as the industry as a whole, it's just kind of shedding a light on, on everything. Don Callis is like, should be probably up in the Mount Rushmore in Winnipeg wrestling. He's the mm -hmm. one with the mind with, uh, with, what Kenny Omega is doing right now. I mean, like what a great run as a face or a heel. This guy can pull it off. He can do anything. And uh, I saw his Instagram page just the other day. This guy, he had, he, this guy puts him his face and then he has the body of cell from Dragon Ball Z. That's how immortal is his. Like it takes maybe 30 episodes just to beat this guy. Maybe not, maybe 60, maybe 90 episodes to beat this guy. <laughs> It's, I mean, like, what a what a tremendous run, though, because you know what? Like, you're right. College probably right. He's probably putting AEW and Impact, probably, like, get these minds together and, you know, let's see what they can work with, with what Kenny's doing right now. We're not going to grow old with this. We're just going to, we're just going to sit right in, enjoy the ride with this guy. And this guy is absolutely blowing our minds off right now with what he's doing on the ring and outside the ring. Jose. I, I love... Oh, sorry. Sorry, it's Jose. Never mind. Go, go, go. How dare you? Um, I think I, 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 will, I will play. I, I will look at the other side of that. Um, and I just, I, I will, I do wonder this, like, as exciting as this is, as exciting as this is, I do wonder when, when will it be time and how will it be time for Kenny to, to drop these titles? Because he's kind of turning into this really big super character, kind of similar to Roman Reigns on SmackDown, which is a good thing. But then, it, but but then the conversation kind of starts to okay, who's gonna de who's gonna dethrone him? Who's worthy of it? Is it the right choice? And then we're scrambling on again and again, kind of like a little streak back in 2014 at WrestleMania 30. I think I think for Impact, I, I know I know there are people saying, oh, well, it's not fair to Impact. They they just lost their champ. They're still being put on the map. Like they're, they're, they're just like again, like 
as as somebody who's who's strictly watching WWE or like you know and still watching AEW when I can, Impact was not on the table for me. But now I got to see what's going on in Impact. I have to I have to at least be aware of what's going on on Impact because of what Kenny is doing. It's it's great exposure. I'm just worried uh, is if will this turn into a, a debate among fans of who's going to do it? Are they worthy? And or will fans even be patient? I know a lot of fans in today's social media era just don't appreciate long-term, long-term storybooking to a certain extent. A lot of people just want results instantly or they'll say, oh, I'm bored here and there. I know a lot of it mainly applies to WWE, but it could apply to this in AEW, which again, I just think that they have to be aware of uh, to keep fans engaged and, and have to build somebody strong whoever, whenever it's time to drop those belts. Um, two words come to mind, I guess, in terms of who could for example, bring the Impact World Championship back to Impact Wrestling. Uh, at the end of a 90-day no-compete clause, uh, I think Samoa Joe could fit that bill just fine, uh, among yeah. other people. Um, I don't think I'm worried at all about where it's going. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride because I love crossovers, man. I'm an MCU fanatic. So <laughs> um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, really, really... Um, entertains me and so kenny omega and the super elite or the reunited young bucks good brothers kenny omega don Callis faction um i guess that's kind of something that's very very appealing to me uh i love these crossovers and just like colin was saying i think it's really good that uh it's putting several companies on the map that wouldn't have the resources uh like tony khan would with his paid ads and everything else uh, to really put Impact Wrestling back on the map. I mean, they were already on the map, but they fell way off the map, uh, especially in, in the, I guess, the uh, in the way that, that Dixie Carter kind of mishandled the company from, from what people were saying. Uh, so I think it, it's good overall. Uh, sure, I, I share maybe some of the trepidation that Jose has, but not, not very much. I think uh, they're creative enough. And as Tony Khan said on like Busted Open Radio, they really, really keep their ear to the ground. Uh, they they listen to what fans have to say a lot, uh, and they try to adapt on the fly uh, while sort of pushing forward with what their agenda was. So I like it. I like where it's going. I like the exposure it's giving to other organizations. I've never been this much of a fan of other companies outside of the big two um, than now. So I, I like where it's um, taking me. There, there's an interesting opportunity, and I and I feel like there's just this Jericho on on the Austin podcast shows that maybe there is an, a really a much bigger step that can be taken eventually in terms of this this sort of cross promotion now i don't see wwe personally as like the majority if you will in the house um i don't see them ever allowing their titles to float in other promotions but could you have an interpromotional championship develop out of this with a you know kind of tournament style interpromotional challenge and then do you have a title that can circle even among WWE because they'll ne- you'll never see the universal championship on impact or AEW and I don't think that's the point of the, this whole omega thing anyways and I know that but I feel like there isn't like I don't I don't think it's impossible to see a scenario where the WWE could get involved in this. And that's when you would really have my attention. Now, is, this, is that the wrestling equivalent of DC and Marvel doing a crossover? I don't know, um, but it's a big statement what, what Kenny's doing. And the fact that they're two North American promotions that have some attention on them, 
it, that's a significant thing. And I hope WWE sees an opportunity here. Personally, I think you could get some cool ideas out of it. And it's really interesting to see where this could all go, thinking about the last 40 years in the sport since Vince Jr. went national back in the 80s, from it being very insular, then competitive to the death during the Monday Night Wars, then not really having any major alternative for more than a decade to where it is today. Maybe that's the development that the industry, and particularly WWE, needs to inject new life amidst massive amounts of content that's already out there. And maybe... It could mean that we are actually witnessing the beginnings of a cooperative era on the big stage. Well, unfortunately, time is not our friend. So thank you, Mark, Colin, John, Jose, and Chico for being on the show today. And we will definitely do this again next week. Thanks for having us. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Lex. Thank you. And thank you very much to Jimmy Corderas, Jyoti, Praveen, Nav Nanwa, Dave Bastel for all of your help. And thank you for listening to our show today. My name is Lex Tan, and we'll be back next week with more Ringside Heat on News Talk Saga 960 AM. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.